You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Hey, it's Bilal Vakani at BilalV87 on Twitter with your SmackDown review, and we continue the saga of who attacked Roman Reigns, and I guess we know. We started the show with Roman backstage being trying to be interviewed, and he said he would save it for the ring. Although he appeared to be walking to the ring, we wouldn't get that till much later in the night. We also had Daniel Bryan and Rowan backstage, and Bryan made it very clear he was expecting an apology from Roman to him and Rowan. Roman didn't apologize. He had video footage proving, I guess conclusively, that it was Rowan. Bryan slapped Rowan, ran to the ring, claimed he was lied to and that someone else did it. Roman, someone else told Rowan to attack Roman. Roman didn't seem to care. He speared Brian as he got in the ring, and that's how SmackDown ended. And what was basically barely a 10-minute segment to end the show, uh, just get on with this. Uh, this is pretty annoying. We also had Kofi Kingston. He was in the ring earlier in the show talking about his issues with Randy Orton. Orton, of course, interrupted. He had a letter. Somebody had left him or some nonsense. He used it to lure, lure Kingston attack him. Kayla caught up with Biggie afterwards. Biggie said he's going to make Orton pay. Of course, the revival ran in and they attacked Biggie. So now Orton looks like he's he's standing pretty strong here, which which is a good build towards the feud. And I do like Orton with the revival. I was quite happy with that. We also got quite a bit of King of the Ring stuff as we're still in the first round. Buddy Murphy and Ali had a great, just fantastic match. Uh, obviously, echoes back to the stuff they did on 205 Live. And it was great to see them handshake before and after the match. I, I don't know if this is Murphy starting to become a face or if this is just uh, a genuine show of respect. But either way, uh, just spectacular. I, I would have liked to see these guys get some mic time because I do think Ali is a great speaker. I think Murphy can be effective in small doses. And it was sad, uh, especially when we saw the highlights of Murphy being uh, attacked by Brian the other week and Rowan not getting to talk. Sort of ironic that we got that instead of a promo here. We did get Gable backstage, and he was interrupted by Shelton Benjamin, which totally killed whatever non-talking character Shelton was going for. I guess I just threw that out the window. But we we did eventually get this match, and it was excellent. Uh, so good to see Gable pull it out, uh, basically reversing an alley-oop into a sunset powerbomb. Absolutely spectacular. And obviously Shelton's an expert at putting people over, uh, and this was great. We also got Elias, who is into the next round of the King of the Ring. He was backstage in Shane's office when Kevin Owens approached him and informed him, uh, well, Elias told KO that Shane wasn't there. When Elias came out to uh, essentially mock everybody on the throne of the King of the Ring, KO, who he eliminated last week, showed up from behind the throne, attacked Mr. Elias, and I- I'm not sure why Kevin wouldn't just take the 24-7 title off Mr. Elias after he beat him, but R-Truth and and Drake kind of both went for it, and Drake actually got it, so KO still sort of won in the end, and and Elias definitely lost. We also had Ember and Bailey backstage, and what didn't really amount to much, essentially Ember putting Bailey over, but saying she also wants a a title shot later, but saying Bailey's made opportunities for her, okay? Lacey Evans showed up, I, I don't know why interrupted. I thought this would be a tag team match with Charlotte, but I guess WWE already uh, cut the cord on Charlotte and Lacey. So instead, we got Evans and Bailey. Charlotte showed up ringside, but I guess Ember didn't. 
Charlotte was there and Bailey got the win and okay, I guess life rolls on. Decent, not great. Uh, we also had The Miz in ring and he cut a promo and I'm putting this in the bottom because this made the least sense to me ever. Uh, Miz out of nowhere just requests a title match. Sami Zayn comes out, they go back and forth and Zayn basically lures him up the ramp until uh, Shin attacks him, stands over him holding the title and, and Sami was certainly trash talking throughout all this. So essentially... The Miz just said he wanted a title shot. An attack happened. Nothing was really firmed up, but the way WWE is with how slapdash they're putting together these title matches ahead of Clash of Champions, I guess that's all you need. Just say it, put it out into the universe, and you are the number one contender. Unlike the tag team titles, where the Street Profits last night on Raw couldn't even get in an eight-man match, not even AOP, I found out, and instead, the team of Ziggler and Rude, who have never tagged before, are going to take on the team that never tagged before and is the champions until they won it. Braun and Seth. It is not a great time in the WWE. Things are falling off the rails, and these reports of Vince McMahon having to rewrite SmackDown and not even being there and, and all this stuff, uh, this is pretty bad. Clash of Champions is always a trying time as they try to squeeze all the belts on one show. This is not been good uh in terms of legitimate number one contenders that i want to see it's not a lot the best is probably randy orton and that's because their SummerSlam match was so bad but the build is good and even this rowan rowan roman and daniel bryan thing looks like it's going to stretch past class of champions which just shows you uh how much of a priority that show is it's basically just let's put all the titles here and let's have matches we don't have to build them. Uh, it's been Bilal Vakani, Bilal V87 on Twitter. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.